Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. I noticed that many of you have started joining us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and many of their other podcast hosting sites. We thank you so much for doing that. Um, the downloads are starting to increase. If you have a chance, go out uh, and review us and let us know how we're doing. If you have any feedback, we certainly welcome that as well. You can send that to us at info at bringsmilestoseniors.com. And I started to think about friends and family and how much friends and family play an important part in the nurturing of our soul. The first message this week came about from one of my thankful Thursdays. Each Thursday, I try to set aside some time where I focus on something that I'm thankful for in my life. And uh, this particular time, it was specifically about my parents, my grandmother, and my brother. I would imagine that any parent that has children schools them in their way of life and remains there for support throughout their entire life. And, and I hope that they've done their best to set them on a path to being the best that they can possibly be. If you talk to teachers, though, you'll hear that that's the case for a lot of parents, but we also know that some children aren't that fortunate. My parents and grandmother both worked when we were children. They had to do so so that we could survive and they could provide for us and made sure that we have a good upbringing. You know, I can count the times they went without so that my brother and I could have. My mom made her clothes so that my brother and I could have store-bought ones. And my dad labored at the county road department, sometimes working some pretty tough jobs. As I talked about before, my grandmother worked in the boys' school warehouse and helped when she could. And all of this was to ensure that my brother and I had the kind of childhood that my parents wanted for us. And we were taught right from wrong early on. And we lived in the South, so we always, always used yes ma'am and yes sir as a reply. And we were allowed to participate in school and civic activities as much as we wanted. In fact, we were actually encouraged to do that. We were at church on Wednesday night and Sunday morning and Sunday evening. And through all of it, we were allowed to be who we were. And we were never made to be the people that we weren't meant to be. And I think that the best gift that our parents and grandmother gave to us, though, was our compassion for others and the need and desire to give back. They instilled in us a, a sense of selflessness that would carry us through our entire lives. And little did they know, they set us both on a path to amazing things just by being the parents and grandparents that they were supposed to be. Well, I went on to found Bring Smiles to Seniors. Through his plain air painting, my brother has now founded a program that works with military veterans with PTSD. He's working to get commercial support for his program to help these men and women who have fought for our freedom, deal with their PTSD through painting. And I continue my work to ensure that even more seniors continue to smile every day. As children, there were many paths that we could have taken, some great, some not so good. And when you're fortunate enough to have the love and support of a family like ours, taking the right path is really easy. Sometimes that's really all that child children need. To be there, provide the moral guidance, let them be who they are, and give them the tools and foundations to build the life you hope for them. I am so grateful for my mom, Alice, my dad, Kenneth, and my grandma Lola for making that path for us. So my brother and I both worked to leave the world a little better off than we found it. I guess you could ask yourself, could your child or grandchild be looking to do the same? 
Sometimes it takes just that one thing to set them on the right path. I've seen it over and over again in my Bring Smiles to Seniors program. Grandparents and parents have reconnected working on cards together or facilitating school programs. I've seen firsthand the work that's been done to recreate those connections and the results that many have shared with me have really been amazing. So my hope for you is that you've had those people in your life that have inspired you to be the best that you can be as well. Because at the end of the day, that's really what connecting the circle of life is all about. This next message actually kind of ties on to the first message and talks a little about the sacrifices that our parents make to ensure that we have a better life. I don't think that we readily recognize those sacrifices as we're children, but sometimes it's later in life when we truly understand the sacrifices that our parents made so that we could have a better life. And that selflessness that my parents showed so that we didn't have to go without is really something that I think about and I focus on all the time. And I think it's part of the catalyst for what drives the passion in me for wanting to help others and give back to other people. Growing up, both my mom and dad worked to ensure that our family was taken care of. We didn't have a lot of money, but they managed to make sure that we had a roof over our heads and food in our stomachs and clothes on our backs. And as kids, we didn't think that this was anything out of the ordinary and was something that just was supposed to happen. As we got older and started to have to take care of ourselves, it certainly became apparent that it was so much more than what we knew. My mom never bought clothes for herself and made her own clothes so that my brother and I could have new clothes for school. And I think it was after we graduated school that she finally started buying store-bought clothes for herself. At Christmas time, mom and dad went out of their way to make sure that at least some of the things that we had asked for wound up under the tree. And they often did without so that we had the money we needed to do the things that we wanted to do in school. One instance that stands out for me to this day from early on in my childhood was a day that my mom and I were in the store. And they'd come out with these refrigerated rolled cookies for the first time. Now I'm dating myself. I'd taken one out of the cooler shelf and I put it into our shopping cart without my mom noticing. As we went through the store, she finally spotted it and told me to put it back as there were necessities that we needed more. And I'm not sure if it was her desire for me to have it or the hurt look on my face, but before the shopping trip was over, she went back and took it off the counter and said that we were purchasing it. And she went without something that she needed so that I could have that cookie dough. And that moment stands out for me today like it was yesterday. And over the years, I've never forgotten those moments. And it's why today I go out of my way to do for my parents for all the years that they did for me. We have to appreciate the sacrifices that our parents made for us. Ensuring children are taken care of is sort of an unspoken oath that they take when they make the decision to have children. And finding a balance in meeting a child's needs while teaching them a level of responsibility, but not giving them everything they want is an art that we could use a little more of today. Realizing that they did without so that we could have and being thankful for it makes us all better people. It instills the compassion in us that we'll need when the time comes when it's important that they are remembered and not forgotten. In this program, you'll hear me talk a lot about family and friends, and I write about that on my blog as well. There are those people that come into your life that carve out a special place in your heart that always belongs to them. And I was thinking back 
to my days when I was in the Air Force and about one of the events in my life that planted the early seeds for my current connecting of the circle of life mantra that I have in the Bring Smiles to Seniors program. I served for four years in the Air Force, uh, first at Interlick Air Base in Adana, Turkey, and I spent the remainder of my time at MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida. When I was at MacDill, I worked in the base hospital, and every day I would go to the hospital cafeteria for lunch. And there was an African-American lady that worked behind the counter that would always catch my eye for some reason. Now, at this time, I was in my early 20s, and she was probably about 30 years older than me. And every time I went through the line, she greeted me with the best smile and always said something to make me laugh. It was just the demeanor that she had. On one trip through the cafeteria, we got on the subject of Hi-Li, which was big in Florida, and we decided that, that we were going to go try it out one night. And I soon discovered that she lived with her sister in the projects and took the bus to work every day, so I would need to go and pick her up. So I did, and it did not take long for me to realize that Ruby was going to become one of the best friends of my life. Her laugh was infectious, and her love of life, despite the lack of material things, consistently amazed me. I took her to dinner. I took her to the Bahamas. We went on a trip to Las Vegas, and I would take her home to Okeechobee, where she became good friends with my grandmother and my family. Ruby had a love of fishing. She loved a bowl and just about anything fun that you could possibly think of. When you think of the fact um, this was a woman who didn't make a lot in her job, took care of her family on her own, uh, and uh, you know lived in not so great surroundings, that just absolutely embraced and loved life. Uh, it was just so good for the heart. And at the same time, I didn't really have a whole lot myself, but I was sure determined that she was going to have the things that she could have to make her life a little better. Now think about this. We were friends in the South in the early 80s. Everywhere we went, you can imagine the stares from people when they saw this 20-something boy with this 50-something woman hanging out and just enjoying life. And remember, growing up as a child, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, so this was all natural to me. Even when I moved from Tampa, Ruby and I never lost touch, and she was so thrilled when I moved back six years ago. Unfortunately, about three years after I returned, Ruby passed away, and I had the honor of being asked to provide the eulogy at her funeral, and I certainly did that proudly. There's two points to my story. The first is that when we can connect the circle of life, something magical happens. We enrich both lives and instill a sense of respect for others that often stays with us through our entire lives. The second message is that friendship should know no barriers, be it race, gender, age, or anything else. True compassion and love for someone are all the ingredients that we need to care for someone no matter who they are. I miss Ruby and my grandmother, but I know they're both up there looking down on us, watching us work hard to bring smiles every day. And they remind me that friendships come in all shapes and sizes. And I hope that someone in your life brings you as much joy as my Ruby did for me. I debated on doing this next message because I wasn't sure if I could make it through it and the passing of my friend is still a little bit raw. But I decided that this would be a true testament to the amazing person he was and the love that I had for him. And so here goes. Fortunately for me, I had the opportunity to celebrate his 75th birthday in one of my favorite cities, New Orleans. 
And each year I'm invited to his birthday celebration on a Friday at the restaurant Galatoise, which if you've never been to, you must try if you're ever in the New Orleans area. It's an institution, and it's always the most incredible event. And to see the magic of being surrounded by family and friends as you celebrate another year of life is truly, truly something special. And this got me to thinking. As we go through life, we're presented with many opportunities to celebrate special events holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, births, and the list goes on. Each and every one of these occasions is an opportunity to be with family and friends and make memories that hopefully are going to last a lifetime and provide us something to look back on when our loved ones or our friends are gone. However, how many celebrations have we missed because we just didn't feel like it, had competing priorities, or just didn't want to put up the effort to going? There have been celebrations that I've missed where I've seen pictures afterwards and asked myself why. There was really no reason for my not being there, and it was just too much effort for the moment. Then I hear all the stories of what a wonderful time everyone had, the fun and craziness that went on, and the memories that were made without me there to be a part of it. And too many of these missed opportunities led me to a very different way of thinking in regards to celebrating. Now, unless I've made previous plans with someone that I would not want to cancel on or something unexpectedly comes up that would prevent me from going, I feel it's so important to say yes to a celebration invitation. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and time with family and friends is more precious than when I was in my younger years. Maybe it's because others are getting older and any moment that you can spend with them is precious and to be cherished. Maybe it's just because I'm at a good place in my own life and I just enjoy celebrating more. There's no question that when we are asked to celebrate a special occasion, we're being asked for a reason. And the person that's requesting our attendance is honoring us with an invitation because there's a reason they want us to be there, even though the reason might not always be known to us. We only get one lifetime to celebrate friends, family, and our own lives as well. So the next time you receive a celebration invitation, evaluate it with an open heart. Take the opportunity when it presents itself and don't be the person missing in the photographs. Celebrate and make those magical moments that you can carry with you for a lifetime. This final message is about some very special ladies in my life. You know, I talk and write a lot about friendship and there's a reason for that. I believe that a solid base of good friendships is what helps make our life full and feeds our soul. And when you find those people that nourish your soul, you know that those people have come into your life for a reason, and it certainly didn't happen by chance. Well, a couple months ago, I had the pleasure of going to brunch with my group of ladies that I play Mahjong with. I discovered the game of Mahjong several years ago, um, and it's become an important part of my life, and especially my social life. We were celebrating two of the group's birthday. As I sat at the head of the table, I looked around at each of their faces and counted my blessings for how lucky I am to have each and every one of them in my life. And there's a reason that this group of ladies is so special. Two years ago next month, I was invited into this group that had been playing together for years. And if you know anything about Mahjong World, these groups form bonds that often last a lifetime. And here I was someone that had just learned the game, which was bound to slow them down in their game, and someone they had never even met before, and most of all, a guy, which is rare in the Mahjong world. Uh, there, there's getting to be more of us. Yet despite all of that, they welcomed me with open arms. 
I was originally supposed to be a substitute for one of the players that was gone for the summer, but it wasn't long before I became a full-fledged member of one of the most amazing group of women that you would ever meet. When I watch how this group cares for, supports, and holds each other up, it's really magical to watch. They celebrate the ups and are there for each other in the downs. In reality, isn't that what true friendship is all about? When friends can make you laugh, make you cry, and you always leave them with a warm feeling inside, you know that you've truly found something special. I'm one of those people that's a firm believer that people don't come into your life by chance. They come into your life because they were supposed to be there. They also come into your life at exactly the right time that they were meant to. And I think that's what keeps life interesting and causes us to look forward to the next adventure with them. When I looked around that table at my friends, I saw different faces, personalities, and demeanors that really all culminate into one beautiful and amazing group. I love these ladies, and on this day, I hope for you the same. Always remember that when you're lucky enough to experience these kinds of friendships, we have an obligation to nurture them, protect them, and appreciate them. But most of all, be thankful for the gift of friendship that they have bestowed on your life. I'm lucky to have found my friends, and they truly are food for my soul. I want to thank you again for being on this journey with me and for listening to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. Anyone who does podcasts will tell you that they're a lot of work, but they are so amazing for the soul and for the ability to be able to connect with so many people. So please remember, as you go out into this great big world of ours this week, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles. Oh,